suffer from being in toxic relationships? Do you want to understand why you keep going in the same circles with different people? Do you want to heal but don't know how? Let me help you help yourself. I got you. In this episode, we're going to talk about different toxic traits and relationships. We're going to talk about some ways you can heal and move forward with your life. If you're new to my podcast, welcome to Galaxy Vibes. This is a channel where we learn how to break free from the things that no longer serve us. We learn how to vibe really high, higher than we ever thought we can vibe. We come here to get some love and some laughs and positivity. So stick around. Let's go. Okay, so I'm going to get right to the meat. Because this one's going to be kind of a long podcast. It's going to be a long episode. This is episode three, by the way. We already went over what love is in the first episode and the different types of love. In the second episode, we went over different ways to express it. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about toxicity in relationships. Not only in romantic relationships, but in your family, with your colleagues, with your friends, things like that. We're going to talk about how we can spot those toxic things in the relationships and how we can transmute it into something positive. So let's jump right into it. Okay, first we're going to talk about the different different toxic traits in our relationships that we might not notice or different traumas that we go through in a relationship that cause these frictions in our relationship or breakdowns in our daily relationships. So first, we're going to look at different traumas. And the first one is something called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is ongoing cycles of abuse, creating intermittent reinforcement of reward and punishment, which creates powerful emotional bonds that are resistant to change. So basically what this is, you're in a relationship where someone or both of you could be abusing each other and then rewarding each other and then punishing each other, then rewarding each other. This creates a bond that is hard to get away from because once you've been abusing someone, you automatically want their praise. You automatically want to feel loved again. So somebody might say they love you and then turn around and do something to abuse you to get you under their control and you bond from that you create a a bond from that type of abuse and this is something that is very common in relationships and it does not have to be in a romantic relationship it could be in a family dynamic it could be between a mother and a child or a father and a child or something like that it could be with other family members cousins aunties grandparents friends, colleagues, your bosses, anybody. So that's a good example of trauma bonding. And we also have narcissist trauma bonding. It's kind of the same thing, but it's on a different level. It involves gaslighting, love bombing, things like that. Um, And this is when a narcissist repeats a cycle of abuse with another person, which fuels a need for validation and love from a person being abused. So Basically, what that means is it's a narcissistic person 
they will do everything they can to tear you down. And they'll love, love bomb you. They'll bring you all this love and all this attention just to get you wrapped back in their web. And then once you get wrapped back in their web, then they come in and crash your world again. And they can care less. They can care less about it. Trauma bonding, the original trauma bonding that we just talked about was something between two people. But with a narcissist trauma bonding, it's usually the narcissist doing all the toxic traits, doing all everything toxic. They would do these harmful things to you. And because you love this person, you really don't want to hurt this person. So you just keep going in a circle. And sometimes you cannot get out the cycle. And some people say, well, if they're abusing you, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just walk away? I used to be the same way. I used to think the same thing. But having been in this type of relationship myself, I now know that it's not that easy to just walk away from somebody. Because this is something that's psychological. This is not something that's child's play. This is something that really takes a toll on your mental capacity to walk away from something that's not good for you and then we have something called Stockholm syndrome which is sort of like trauma bonding or with the narcissist uh, trauma bonding it's sort of the same thing it's when you have a deep bond which forms between a victim and their abuser victims of abuse often develop a strong sense of loyalty towards their abuser despite the fact that the bond is damaging them. So, like I said, there's a narcissist and someone who suffers from Stockholm Syndrome that's in the relationship. The narcissist is the one who controls the situation. The Stockholm Syndrome, the person with Stockholm Syndrome is the one that just cannot break free of the situation at the moment because they have so much love for their abuser that they believe that they have to be loyal to this person. They, they don't want to hurt this person. So they feel like they have to be loyal to them. And it's something that's very real. And it's very damaging. So. Another way. That you. Know that you're dealing with some type of trauma. Is you'll have a lot of irritability. Or chronic anger. you have anxiety. Insomnia. Or difficulty sleeping. You'll be very impatient. You'll have the inability inability to sit still. You'll be have intrusive memories, nightmares, or flashbacks, feeling of disconnected energy from people, and you tend to shut down. So this is how you know that you went through some type of trauma in your life or in your relationship because you'll have these traits. You 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 don't want to sleep or you can't sleep. Because you're anxious, you have anxiety, you have nightmares, or you might have just just bad dreams or bad flashbacks. You feel disconnected from people. You really don't want to get out there and be around people. You rather withdraw and shut down and be to yourself. Trauma can also come from your childhood. It could be something that you went through in your childhood that sticks with you throughout your adulthood. And you can be arguing with, you can have a good relationship with someone. But once they trigger you, they might bring up something or act a certain way that someone that caused you trauma, they can act that way that the person did back when you were small. 
and it could trigger something inside of you and cause you to lash out or react or shut down, withdraw because of the triggering that happened with the trauma. And sometimes it could be something that somebody, somebody that you're in a relationship with could really haven't done nothing wrong for real. They might just bring up something like, say, if you have a problem with your weight and they can say something like, well, you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. So here you go. with, Oh, you saying I'm fat? You calling me fat? You say I need to lose weight? Like, are you saying that they could just want to say that, hey, you might want to, you know, get a little more healthy or, you know, I'm noticing some things about you. You're, you're getting more tired, blah, blah, blah. They could be coming from a place of love. But because when you were smaller, you got teased for being overweight or you had a parent that just was overbearing about your weight, you take it another way and it triggers something and you snap. And the other person is sitting there looking like, what did I say? <laughs> what did I do? And you don't, sometimes you don't even know why you get triggered by these things. But it's because you have some underlying trauma inside of you that has not gone away. So it shows up in your present relationships. And it's very, it's very disheartening. Okay, now that we went over some examples of trauma that can cause a disconnection in your relationships, we're going to talk about some toxic traits that you can spot or red, or, or AKA red flags <laughs> that you can spot in your relationship. Um, and you can, you can transmute these things into some positive things. And if you feel like it's not savable or these traits are not something that could be overcome, then you need to work on an exit plan because it's not serving your highest good. It's not serving you. It's not doing anything good for you, but deepening the trauma that you already have. Okay. So the first one we're going to, we're going to talk about is lack of support. If you are feeling lack of support in your relationship, um, this is when you don't feel supported by your partner or by your family member or your friends. And you don't feel like they have your back. This is something very toxic because in a relationship, we all want to feel like somebody has our back. Why would you want to be with somebody that does not have your back or your best interest at heart? That That's never something that is okay in a relationship or a partnership. Because if you don't have trust or if you can't lean on that person or you don't feel like that person will support you, what's the point? of being in having a relationship with that person this is a huge toxic red flag right here because they can do anything if somebody doesn't support you they're against you period next we have toxic communication and this is this is when it's like basically like arguments instead of communicating with kindness most of your conversations are filled with sarcasm, criticism, hostility. You may even start avoiding each other. So instead of having good, healthy, wholesome conversations, you might throw in little jabs, little digs here and there. You might throw in some sarcasm. You might, you might even, like you said, avoid the person. You'll, you can live in the same house with somebody, but you you won't even talk to them. 
you won't even have a conversation or you keep it real dry and short. <laughs> they ask you, what do you want to eat? Food. Are you hungry? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Stuff like that. <laughs> That's toxic because you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to do that in your relationship. You should be able to talk to the person that you're with or the person in your family. You should be able to talk to them and you shouldn't have to avoid them. That's very toxic. That's toxic communication. And when you're sitting there throwing jabs at each other, trying to hurt each other's heart, that that's never good. Cut it out. <laughs> and next we have jealousy. Mm. This is a real common one because small amounts of jealousy in a normal relationship can be it's okay. Like it's that's kind of normal. You it's kind of going to it's 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 inevitable. Because who wants somebody else to you know want the person that you're with some people don't care but a lot of people do (laughs) and jealousy don't have does not have to always be like somebody is jealous of another person it could be they could be jealous of your success they could be jealous of your happiness because they might be sad but they they like how you not sad why are you so happy all the time? Like, I don't understand that. They could be jealous of your beauty. They could be jealous of anything, your your nature, the way you interact with other people, the way you handle certain situations. People could be jealous of that, the way you look, the way you act. People can be jealous of that. And this is, when it becomes toxic, it's a huge issue because you can't get yourself to think or feel positively about someone else or their success or the things that they have in their life that's toxic because if you cannot genuinely genuinely be happy for somebody that you're with and you can't be proud of them then what's the point like stop the jealousy okay so number four we have controlling behaviors Ooh, this is one of the ones right here, (laughs) y'all. That gets a lot of people in trouble. When someone is controlling, they are questioning your every single move. If you go to the bathroom, why you in the bathroom so long? Why you come? Why you? It took you. Why did it take you twenty minutes to go to the store? That's five minutes away. Why? Who are you talking to? Where are you going? What are you doing? They're calling you all day. If you leave the house for 10 minutes, they're blowing your phone up every five seconds. When are you coming home? When are you going to be back? Why you? Why did you smile at that person? You can't talk to these people. I don't want you to be friends with that person. What kind of stuff is that? It, who, who wants to deal with that? And they become overly upset when you don't immediately answer text messages or phone calls, or you don't immediately respond to the things that they're asking you, you don't say what they want you to say. This is a form of abuse, y'all. When you're overly controlling of someone else, you cannot control somebody else's free will. You cannot control somebody else's life. Because when you're doing that, you're abusing, that's abuse. You're abusing them. 
it doesn't matter if you don't mind it or not. You're abusing someone else, especially when they're not comfortable with what you're doing. So, moving along. The next one is resentment. This is very toxic. And this is when you hold grudges and you let them fester inside and it just chips away at the intimacy in your relationship. And over time, the frustration and resentment builds up like a volcano and it's making the smallest problems into huge mountains. Okay? When you resent someone, you don't want nothing to do with them. You don't want them touching you. You don't want them talking to you. You don't want them going nowhere with you. You don't want to eat with them, sleep with them, nothing. Resentment is very toxic because a holding a grudge is really hurting you. It's not hurting the other person. It's hurting you because you're holding that inside. You're harboring those feelings for someone else. Instead of just moving on or getting something better, you're going to hold that inside you and it's going to eat you alive. Okay. So don't hold on to resentment or hold hold on to hurt inside of you because if you do, you're going to lash out and it's just, like I said, it's going to hurt you and you're going to make something so tiny, super huge when it doesn't even have to be that way. Okay. So next we have something that is very, very toxic. This is one of the things I cannot stand the most. And that's dishonesty. When someone finds himself constantly making up lies about any and everything, just to avoid spending time with their partner or just to get out of a situation, this is very toxic. Very toxic. You, why would you want to be with somebody who constantly lies to you? Who constantly avoids you? Or constantly avoids conversations with you? To move past something. When someone is dishonest with you, some people say, well, I lie to you, baby, so the truth won't hurt you. What kind of dumb stuff is that? That's dumb. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not calling you dumb, but I'm saying the action is dumb. Because dishonesty does nothing but open up another can of worms. Because that opens up the door for people not to trust you. And if you don't have trust in your relationship, whether it's with family, friends, or romantic, it's doomed. There's no point of it. For me, if I can't trust you to at least be honest with me, even if it hurts my feelings, what's the, I, I don't need to be with you. I don't need to be friends with you. I don't need to be, even if you're family, I don't need to have you around me. This honesty will get you nowhere. I'd rather respect somebody who can be honest with me and tell me the truth than to be around somebody who can never tell me the truth. No matter what. Because I'm going to know that you're lying to me. I'm going to know. And you and you can feel it too. And if you don't feel it at the time, it's going to come to the light. Just give it some time. <laughs> Okay, so another one that plagues us is constant stress. This is very toxic. And this is when you constantly find yourself on edge. This is a kind of ongoing stress that can take a toll on your physical and emotional health. 
when you stress can kill you first of all stress can kill you stress can do a lot of things to you that drugs alcohol food a physical abuse it cannot do this to you stress is when you constantly like you you can't even get yourself together constantly stressed out you're on edge you're agitated you're irritated everything somebody does it's just it bothers you 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 can't seem to get yourself together long enough to think straight this is not good for your mental health this is not good for your physical health because when you're stressed out your blood pressure can go up you can have an aneurysm you might have migraines your stomach might be uneasy you might have asthma attacks or panic attacks don't let this rule your life okay this is very toxic not only for you but the people that the other people that's involved in, in your relationships or in your life okay so let's talk about lack of self-care this is also very toxic because you let go of your usual self-care habits you might withdraw from hobbies that you once loved. You neglect your health and you sacrifice your free time. And this is basically segueing into ignoring your needs as well. Um, because you'll go you'll go along with whatever the part your partner wants to do, even if it goes against your wishes or your comfort level. And this is very very toxic because you only worry about what that person wants. You don't worry about what you want. And what you want is very important in a relationship as well. It's supposed to be about an equal give and take. And when you stop taking care of yourself, you cannot possibly give a healthy version of yourself to someone else. It's just not possible. How can you neglect yourself? Like I said before, we've always been told to don't worry about yourself. Just take care of everybody else. But how can you do that? If you don't take care of yourself first, you will not have the mental capacity or the physical capacity to do that. If you take away from your own self, your power and your strength and your sound mind gives you gives you the fuel to do things for other people. And if you lack that for yourself and you, you ignore what you like, it's to please the other person, you're gonna be sad. You're gonna resent though, you're gonna resent that person eventually. You're gonna harbor those feelings inside of you, and it's gonna come out in some type of toxic way. You might let it build, 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 and then boom, everything's out on the table. But all you had to do is say, uh, I'd rather not do that, or um, let me just withdraw and take some time for myself, do some things that I wanna do. I don't have to do everything you wanna do. We can we can compromise and do some things together or let's do what I want to do this time you know stuff like that so those are healthy ways to get past that but like I said don't stop taking care of yourself don't ignore your own needs that's very toxic and this is this next one is something that I mean it's the most nerve-wracking thing it's a walk on eggshells and this is when you worry about bringing up problems you provoke it provokes extreme tension. You become conflict avoidant, keeping any issues to yourself, even if it's hurting you deep down inside. 
you should never have to walk on eggshells. You should always be able to speak your truth. Whenever, however, you should be able to speak how you feel. You should never be in a relationship where you're so scared to speak. What is the worst that could happen? I know some people are very violent. I know some people are very um, controlling or demanding and abusive. But you should not have to walk on eggshells. You should not have to tiptoe around somebody and be afraid to speak. If you are in that type of relationship and you notice that this is happening in your relationship with anyone, you need to, to heal from that. You need to cut that mess off because... Ain't no way you should have to tiptoe around no other person, not even yourself. So now that we talked about some toxic relationships or toxic traits in relationships and some the different traumas that you might go through in a relationship, you might often ask the question, well, can it ever be saved? Can this relationship be healed? Do we have to completely walk away from this person or can we fix the situation? Well, in toxic relationships, they do have a chance to be saved as long as both parties are willing to change those toxic behaviors. If one partner or one person is invested in the situation, the healing, but the other one isn't, there is no chance of change. Or hope for that relationship. And if but if both display the attitude of openness, willingness, and investment, and they're willing to make the relationship better, then it's 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 also it's always a good thing. Those relationships can be repaired. You have to be willing to accept responsibility for your toxic part in the relationship. You have to, both parties have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to recognize the past behaviors that harm the relationship. This is very important on both ends because it reflects the interest of self-awareness and self-responsibility. You have to be willing to shift from being in blame mode an understanding and learning mode by doing that there just might be a path forward but sometimes you need to seek outside help to resolve the issues plaguing your relationships the repair may take some time and patience most of all diligence but it can happen undoing long-standing issues from previous relationships or present is key can't dwell on the past you can't keep bringing up things over and over again in your mind you can't say well well I can't heal because you did this to me remember when you did that I can't get past that if you're in that energy you're not ready to move on you have to be able to view your partner with compassion and find support through therapy or a trustworthy friend There are also support groups that you can lean on to help you to heal. And podcasts like this one. (laughs) And not only should you heal together, but it's important to heal individually as well. 
And this is to determine what your boundaries are. So you can set healthy ones so this type of stuff won't happen again in your relationship with that person. And you need to also give your partner space to change and allow yourself to have space to change as well. So don't be so hard on yourself. You might slip up or withdraw sometimes or relapse or whatever you want to call it. You might go back a little bit or you might have those thoughts come up in your mind. But it's okay. As long as you sit in it, you feel it, you transmute it and change it, then it's all right. But if not, then if you don't give that person the the space to change, you don't give them a chance to right those wrongs. And then it becomes toxic all over again. Because that's just like when you're a child, you might mess up and do something wrong. Okay. You're not going to be able to change overnight. It's going to take some time. A couple times you bumping your head or falling down the steps or whatever you're doing. It's going to take a couple of times. It's going to take a little time to fix that. So give people a little room to change. Now, if you do that and you notice that they're still doing the same thing and they're not changing or not even attempting to change, that's when you say, all right, then this is just who you are. This is just how this is going to be. And this is not something I need to be doing. So give yourself time too, because don't be so hard on yourself. This is something that's traumatic. This is something that's hard to get over. Give yourself some time to switch from those energies. But hey, if you feel like at the end of the day, these methods are not working, and you cannot see past, or you have tried and tried and tried and nothing is working, do not stick around out of loyalty. That is not true loyalty. You got to be loyal to yourself first above anything else. Okay? Be loyal to you first and walk away from that mess. Trauma and toxic behaviors in relationships is very unnerving and it's not something to be embarrassed about it's not something to be ashamed of because these are things that are lessons for us these are very crucial lessons that we are we are being taught by life that these things are here this is something that you don't need to deal with and something you need to move on from you don't need to pass these traits down you don't need to keep this trauma going there is hope if not for your relationship for yourself and that's when we're gonna segue into different types of healing methods to get past all this toxic stuff okay there is definitely hope if somebody tells you oh there's no hope they're lying to you the only way you can There is no hope is if you don't believe there's hope. And I don't mean hope with that person. I mean hope for you. Hope for you. Okay? So let's jump into the different types of healing. I'm going to jump into something that a lot of people don't like doing. Because they think it's weak or considered um, being a punk or something like that. But it's actually the most cleansing way to heal from trauma or toxic energy. And that's crying. Crying is an amazing form of release and cleansing. 
If you are feeling sad after a breakup or a toxic situation, it is perfectly okay to cry. If you feel like crying, cry. Let it out. Because crying helps you release that pent-up energy that you have deep down in your heart or in your spirit. Trapping your chakras, something that is really hurting you and plaguing you. Let it out. If you got to force yourself to cry. Sometimes I've had to force myself to cry. And guess what? Once I force myself to cry, the floodgates open, (laughs) y'all. The floodgates open. And I felt so much better after I released it. I felt so much better. Just cry. You don't have to cry in front of other people. You can go by yourself and cry. Okay? Be vulnerable enough with yourself to dig up that hurt and to release it to the most high, to the universe. Whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, release those things. Release those burdens. It's okay. If you're a man or a woman, whoever, men, if you feel like it's you're being a punk, if you cry, that's a lie, okay? You can cry tears. That's why you have tear ducts. That's why you can produce tears. Let those tears out. You ain't got to let everybody see your tears, but you can let them out. There's nothing wrong with it. Whoever told you that it's a, it's, it's a bad thing to cry, they're insecure with themselves. That's a toxic person who told you that. They have no clue what they're talking about. Okay? Never how, never doubt how you feel. Never doubt your truth when it comes to moving forward. Okay? Never doubt it. If you feel hurt, it's a reason why you feel that way. If you feel abandoned, it's the reason why you feel abandoned. You have to figure out why and how so you can get past it. You need to stay out of contact with the offender. Whoever is causing you pain or problems or toxic, bringing toxic energy, stay away from this person. Stop giving them your energy. Stop giving them a chance to hurt you over and over again. Withdraw your energy from this person. Even if it hurts you to do it, do it. Disconnect yourself. You will feel a lot better by doing that. If you have to baby step it, take small amounts of time away from this person. Do that. So that way you can completely step away. Because it's not going to do anything but keep you going right back around in that cycle if you keep engaging with the same person. Especially if they're a narcissist. Mm-mm. Like I said, you need to love yourself unconditionally. Okay? No matter what somebody else told you, about you you have to know that if it's negative it's a lie and if it is true you can always change that like if somebody say oh you a liar if you a liar stop lying okay it shouldn't hurt you because it's the truth but if it's not the truth don't let it hurt you take care of yourself love yourself know who you are and try focusing on the present. Don't keep rehashing the past. And don't be obsessed with the future either. Because it hasn't even happened yet. You need to deal with something. Deal with the feelings that you have at the present moment. We only live in the present. We don't We don't live in the past and we don't live in the future. Okay? Another way to heal is try spending time with others. Um, try going out of the house. Enjoying life. Even if you don't want to spend time with someone around someone else, go to a park. Look at the beauty of nature. 
look at other people laughing and smiling and having a good time and know that that's going to be the same energy you're going to have soon. Soak up that energy. Get around people you, you enjoy, that you laugh with, you can talk with, that can bring your spirits up. This will definitely help you get through that pain when you're going through the healing process. One of my favorite healing methods is crystal healing. And I am a certified crystal healer. So this is something that's right up my alley. And I'm going to give you some of my favorite crystals for healing the heart chakra, which which controls love and which controls how you feel in, in, in the area of love. So one of the top common crystals is rose quartz. I love rose quartz. Rose quartz will help you to transmute those negative toxic energies and turn them into love for yourself. It's mainly about self-love. Rose quartz is very healing. I love it. You can get a, um, a crystal called Appetite, Amethyst, Citrine, Obsidian, Aventrine, Fluorite, and Hematite. Those are some of the main ones that I like to use as far as healing the heart and getting over different traumas and toxic things in relationships. Meditating with these crystals opens the heart, allowing you to release negative energy inside and allowing you to it to be replaced with the highest medicine of all, and that is love. Love is the highest, it's the highest emotion of all. It's it's the, the purest, the purest form of medicine that you can ever have. Love trans it transmutes all negativity. It it will heal you to the utmost. Trust me. Okay. So one of my other favorite methods of healing is journaling. Journaling is a fantastic way to release pent up feelings and emotions. Sometimes we may not feel comfortable enough to speak to someone else about our issues or problems. So writing it down can help. And once you have released those those toxic or negative energies, you can also try, um, once you do that, it will definitely open up your heart a little bit more and let some love in because you'll you won't have any room for negative energy because you'll have you'll have it all written out on paper. And writing is a really good form of, of healing. It's it's a really good form of cleansing. You can also try writing a letter to the ones who have hurt you or the people who have brought toxic energies in your life that have karmic ties to you. And once you write this letter, you can burn that letter to release your words to the universe or to the most high, to the atmosphere, to get it out of you. And whatever higher power you believe in or whatever you call your higher power, the universe, the higher power, they will help you. The angels, they will help you. And if you don't believe in these type of things, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so another form of healing you can do is is something called cord cutting. I believe the angels were made to aid us in our journey on this planet. You can call on them to help you transmute or turn your hurt, pain, your negative emotions into something positive. The, 
one of the angels that I like to call on to help me cut the cords is Archangel Michael. And this is a great angel to call upon to cut the toxic cords between you and that toxic person or people. When our when we have um, soul bonds with people, it is sometimes hard to get over it without cutting the spiritual cords that links us. So there is a spiritual cord. If you have sex with someone, if you have some type of bond with that person, there is a spiritual cord that's connected to that person. You tend to be connected to them or tied to them. Soul ties, soul bonds, things like that. If you can be away from that person, but you can still feel the effects of that, of that person. Or you can still feel their energy. You can ask the, the angels to cut that cord so you can no longer have that connection to that person. It does work, trust me. Or another thing you can do is you can make a list of all the people that are toxic in your life and you want to cut the cord from them. Write every name down on the list. Or people, maybe you've had sex with multiple people. It could be two people, one person. It doesn't matter. You write the name down of that person or those people. And you pray over that. You ask the angels, please help me cut these cords. And you light the paper on fire. And you get rid of it. Cord cutting is a tremendous help. I love it. I really do. It really has helped me to disconnect from some people in my life they were very toxic that made me no good okay so one of the last forms of healing we're going to talk about is meditation or prayer meditation allows you to be an active participant in your healing and growth process meditation helps us to tap into our higher self um, and that this is this is that part of us that will help us stand in our own personal power in a healing way it helps us to unlock untapped potential in ourselves and have clarity about our day-to-day feelings in order to heal we must feel once we feel these feelings or emotions we must sit in these feelings and this will help us to figure out why we always allow these type of emotions or feelings or toxic energies to enter our lives and our relationships and once we realize that we have the power to change those emotions into positivity um also prayer so basically meditation and prayer can go hand in hand or it could be the same thing or you can use it separately most times when i meditate i like to pray at the same time and prayer is just a form of verbalizing what you're feeling inside it could be asking for help or guidance or direction and you do the same thing when you meditate so you don't have to do it some people say oh you got to meditate an hour a day or Sometimes you can just meditate for two minutes, five minutes, and it can make a world of a difference in your healing process and getting over the things that you're going through. It can really help. It helps you calm your mind, calm your your spirit down so you can focus on something happier instead of focusing on something negative. So meditation is a really good healing tool that you can use to move forward in your future. Just know, family, it's never too late to heal from toxic and abusive relationships. Most times it starts from traumatic events that happened in our childhood. We carry these throughout our lives and relationships, sometimes consciously and subconsciously. But by healing our inner child, this is very important. And we have to soothe our inner child, which never leaves us. Your inner child is always with you. 
it doesn't matter if you feel like you didn't have a childhood or you you were never a child. You was always have responsibilities. You have an inner child. You have a little child that's inside of you that reacts. When you are enraged, that's that inner child coming out. When you are triggered by certain things that are from your past, that are presently happening, happening, that's your inner child being triggered. So you have to heal your inner child. And because it causes us to lash out or withdraw. And not because of something, like I said, not because of something the other person did. Because it brings back that pain from your past, those old wounds. And to help this, we must visualize ourselves as a child. You, you got to go, you got to close your eyes, go within yourself and visualize yourself as a child. And you have to talk to that child and let that child know that it's okay. The pain that you feel or you felt was not your fault. You're a defenseless child and you can control the adults in your life. You can control the things that were happening around you. You were too small to do anything about it. And you have to reassure your inner child that it's okay. You can relax. I got us now. We're okay. You don't need to be afraid. Sometimes when you're scared, it's because of your inner child. You don't need to be afraid anymore. You don't need to feel abandoned. You don't need to feel like no one loves you. Okay? You need to talk to that child. And then you need to imagine yourself giving that child a big old hug. A big old hug and a big old kiss. And tell that child, it's okay. You can rest now. You can relax. Nobody's ever going to hurt us ever again. Okay? Once you do that, once you, you have to do it more than once. You can't just do it once and think it's okay. You have to do it whenever something comes up or you're triggered. You have to go in and, hey, inner child, inner little one, come on up here. Now, let's talk. It's okay now. You can, you can have a seat. We're going we're gonna to handle this problem. It's going to be all right. And once you do this, I'm telling you, it's going to help. It's going to help a lot. So in conclusion, family, toxic behaviors and traumatic situations is something that is, it may take a lot of time to get over, but it's very possible and it's very attainable. You can do it. It takes a lot of discipline, a lot of structure, it takes a lot of energy, but it is worth it in the end. But toxic behaviors in any form in a relationship can be very damaging for the soul. And it's very possible, like I said, to get past it and to move forward into more healthy relationships. Even if it's only with yourself. The results are well worth it. Nobody should ever have to deal with negative behavior or emotions. But if you do, I hope this episode gives you great hope for a better ending and a brighter more peaceful future please feel free to message me with any questions about these topics or if you would like to suggest a topic for future episodes message me hit me up on my social media go to my facebook page sabrina smith or my instagram queen brina ceo and i'll be happy to help i will be happy to to talk to break it down whatever you need okay family it's all love here and as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it. Let's go. Namaste.